Don't get it twisted, ladies and gentlemen. The 2023 Falcons are going to be fun to watch. You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everyone, to an illustrious episode of the Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NFL, and you'll get $20 off your first purchase, last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed and of course you guys know me as aaron freeman your very humble host uh here on this illustrious podcast you heard me and seen me cover the atlanta falcons for many years formerly at falcfans.com r.i.p you may also know me as sirius black and mr drew right my friends call me negative nancy you call me mr drew but you can become my friend by becoming an everydayer by subscribing or following for free on youtube or wherever you get your podcast. And since we're throwing back to the Falk fans days, I have none other than the other OG Falcons content creator here on the podcast in Dave Choate, the founder, the CEO, the big kahuna over at the Falcoholic who, you know, ground Falkfans.com into dust. He is here as a conquering hero uh, as far as Falcons content goes, uh, even luring me over to the Falcoholic and, occasionally once i don't know every six months i might throw something up on the website but dave my friend welcome back to the show that is a great intro i love that yeah that that, uh that doesn't make me feel quite as old (laughs) like a rich history i like it yeah we're here with dave to talk a little bit about this most recent action against the cincinnati Bengals in the preseason talk about the starters we'll talk a little bit later in the episode about the upcoming matchup on thursday uh with the pittsburgh steelers we'll see if the starters potentially play in that game uh but dave let's talk about the starting offense we got our first view of this new look revamped talent laden unit helmed by desmond ritter and with Bijan robinson delivering all the things that he promised what were your thoughts from what you saw from the starting offense on that opening drive. Yeah, I think, you know, here's the caveat, right? You take away the penalties. I know we'll talk about that later. Um, you take away the, the the interception at the end with all the, uh, you know, cartoon craziness that led to that in the first place. Um, and I thought they looked great. Um, I think for a first impression, um, sloppiness aside, you know, you saw Desmond Ritter making good use of that receiving core. He's got, multiple options to throw to we know that mac hollins looked great uh even with shoes on which i know he doesn't like um and then Bijan looked every bit as good as i thought he might i thought algier looked good in his limited stint even if you know one of those carries got called back so you know seeing this team you know shot in the foot with penalties and still churning forward over and over again nearly scoring um i thought was a really positive first impression and that's Without all of the pieces there, we didn't really see John U. Smith. We haven't, we're not going to see Corderell Patterson for a couple of weeks. So it's exciting to see just how much talent is there. And even if, you know, a, a throw here is a little bit off target, the block here isn't quite what you want. Yeah, this is clearly um, one of the NFL's more exciting offenses. And that's all we really wanted. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, 
some definite positives to take away. I think a lot of people in that starting unit looked as advertised. Probably the two exceptions would be Chris Lindstrom and Kayla McGarry, but we've seen enough from those guys, hopefully, uh, that, you know, come week one, they'll be rounded back in the form, just knocking some rust off in that game. You talk about the, the penalties. Um, is that a concern for you, given that last year the Falcons were one of the least penalized teams in the NFL? It seems like Arthur Smith, whether it's forcing guys to run after practice, uh, has some sort of way of, you know, minimizing penalties, or is that maybe one of those things that could potentially regress to the mean? How, how concerned are you about some of that sloppiness? I'm concerned. Um, it, it's obviously tough to take one drive and, you know, a few penalties and say, oh, this is a sloppy football team again. Um, you know, nobody, nobody wants to think that. Um, I don't really think that. But am I a little bit worried about, you know, regression to the mean, which I think is a fair thing to expect? Um, maybe taking a little bit away from what should be a very effective offense. Yes, I, I think it needs to be a point of emphasis for them heading into the season um, because, you know, your, your first impression of them out of the gate was they're awesome, but look at all these, these weird dumb penalties. Right. Um, and to your point, do I expect Chris Lindstrom to have two penalties in a game again at any point? Um, probably not much less in one drive. So I, I would worry less about someone like him who has a very, not a long history, but certainly multiple years of, of being a quality starter and not making those kinds of mistakes consistently. Am I a little bit more worried about, you know, maybe it's spreading around the offense a little bit more without it being a point of emphasis? Yes, um, because I, I do think ultimately the only thing that can keep this from being a really good to great offense this year is that kind of sloppiness or injury. And, you know, you, you kind of have to do your best with both. There's some variance. Yeah. All right. Well, Dave, I do want to pick your brain on what we saw from the starting offense for the drive that they were out there. But any sort of uh, final thoughts on the starting offense or starting? What did I say? Starting defense for the drive that they are out there. Any final thoughts on the starting offense before we turn our attention to the defense? Yeah. Um, no, just I think the biggest thing is it's like Robinson's going to be so fun to watch. Right. And I, I think Arthur Smith said it himself, like this is going to be a fun offense even if it does have its frustrating moments. And over the last two seasons, you know, unless you really love watching people run, which, I mean, I do, so it's, that was great. But um, it, it certainly hasn't been, you know, an offense that you tuned in to watch high-flying things from. So it's it's really exciting to see that, you know, probably at its worst, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, even if it's not always great. Yeah, that's my thing, you know. Uh, I've heard a lot of criticism about the Falcons and some of the decisions that they've made over the last couple of years, whether it's drafting a running back in the top 10, sticking with Desmond Ritter and a lot of people, you know, maybe not a lot of people, but some people are very vocally critical about that because it's it's not necessarily the the normal steps that other teams make to to build a Super Bowl team. But my stance on it is like, you know, beggars can't be choosers. We're Falcon fans after all. So we got to take what we can get. And for once, in the first time in a, in a very long time, I'm just kind of looking forward to the Falcons being a, a physical football team that can kick other teams' butts. And I think that's a great way to segue into talking about the Falcons' defense and what those starters look like on Friday night against the Cincinnati Bengals. And we'll get into that as we continue today's episode here with Dave Choate of the Falcoholic. 
Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful, and game time is going to be the fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, and the theater near you. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Get exclusive flash deals on football, basketball, baseball, concerts, and comedy, and more. Game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price, even if you find tickets in the same section in a row for less. Game time will credit you with 110% of the difference now game time isn't the first ticket buying app that has sponsored locked on falcons but what i like about their interface is that you can find a map of the venue and you can also see where those flash deals are so it's easy for someone like me who really cares about finding those bargains to find those on game times app compared to some of their other competitors so snag tickets Without the stress, with GameTime, download GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. So continuing today's episode here with Dave Choate of the Falcoholic, we're talking about the starters in their performance on Friday Against the Cincinnati Bengals, we talked about the offense and how it is fun to watch. Did you have any fun watching that starting defense for the one drive that they were out there against the Bengals backups? Less fun, um, <laughs> but, you know, some fun still. Um, obviously, seeing Jesse Bates looking as advertised, Clayus Campbell looking as advertised, that's that's a big deal. I thought, you know, you're, you're working with the Bengals' second team offense, so, you know, maybe stopping the run to the degree they did wasn't super impressive, but I, I thought fundamentally they look sound there. Um, run defense should be terrific with some of the athletes they have up front. Uh, everybody in the secondary is game, I think, to help out there. So it's, to me, that part of it was fun. Like seeing a fundamentally sound quality run defense and then some of the new additions looking great. That was fun. Um, seeing the, the passing defense not really thrive against Trevor Simeon, less fun. I did not enjoy that as much. And and that would be that and the, the other couple penalties. There's a lot of penalties in those first two drives. Um, kept me from getting like, you know, super jazzed about this. But I think, again, my expectation for the talent level is high here. I, I'm not overly worried about the secondary. I'm not worried that A.J. Terrell allowed one catch. And I, I saw some panic already over that. That seems to just it's a roller coaster with him. Um, so I'm not worried about any of that, obviously over the long haul, am I a little bit worried about, you know, the caliber of pass rush this team is going to have and quarterbacks occasionally just having great days in throwback Falcons fashion because they can't get after them and there's lapses in coverage. Yes, I'm a little bit worried about that. So I uh, I would like to see if we get to see the starters again, which I know we'll talk about. Um, I would really like to see an emphasis on not doing that. Okay. Yeah. Um I think the preseason is mostly about checking boxes, right? And I feel like they checked the box. As you said, like, as I think I said this on the episode I did Saturday reviewing the game, it was like with the run defense, it was like they checked the box that they needed to check. It would have been a problem if the Bengals' backup offensive line was just pounding the ball down their throat uh, against our starting defense, and they would have been like, that would be a problem. But, like, the fact that they stopped the run, it's like you don't – look at that and say, oh, we're going to have the most dominant run defense in the NFL, although I think there's reasons to be optimistic about the, this team's run defense. But it's like, okay, you 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 check that box. So I think that's kind of what it goes for, I think, both the offense and defense in this game that, you know, you saw some of the skilled players on offense look like the talented, you know, top 10 talents that they are. And you saw some of the veterans on this D-line as well as some of the veterans in the secondary, you know, make some plays. Caden Ellis uh, had a, a, a nice couple of, plays there against 
uh, the run as well. So looking forward to seeing what those guys can do um, in the future. Um, anything else about the starting defense that stood out to you from Friday night? Uh, nothing in particular. I, I would like to, I want to see more of them. And obviously I'm torn on, you know, whether that should come in the preseason finale or if I just wait for the regular season. But I, I think to your point, they check boxes. The talent here is obvious, especially compared to a year ago. So I didn't see anything that, that made me panic or that made me like, think again, this is going to be a top 10 defense. It's, it's, Better than it was. I think, I think it's fair to say that, and uh, I, I felt good enough about that after one drive that okay, we can we can probably wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, I think competence is the key here. Like we we have not had that in Atlanta in many many years on the defensive side of the ball. But you you talk about you know this upcoming game against the Steelers. Let's get into that right now. You know what are you expecting to see? What do you want to see on Thursday night against the Steelers? You sort of mention the possibility of, of seeing more of some of these starters uh, on Thursday night. Is that something that you're looking forward to you want to see, or do you expect to see? Yeah, I've been kind of uh, turning this one over in my head uh, the last few days because I I've been operating under the assumption, I think before the last game that we were only going to get the starters in the second game and we probably weren't in the third. I wonder if, you know, some of the penalty issues and sloppiness translate into a short stint for the starters again. Um, I am so wary of injury, obviously, right before the season that it's not my favorite idea. Um, But I do think we might once again get a drive for each one um, just in the interest of tuning up, cleaning up, getting things ready to go. So my expectation, I guess, is that we probably will see probably the full starting offense because it seems like Ritter is not going out there without them. Um, And at least pieces of the defense um, to get them ready for the season. I, I, whether I'm uh, happy about that um, probably depends on what happens in Thursday night's game. If they look good, if everybody gets out without any injury issues, it'll be great. Um, But I, I think I probably would err on the side of it not being necessary. Yeah. Um, I'm in a similar boat. I, I'm not going into this game. You know, I have the same expectations that you had that we would not see them in this third preseason game. Although I do feel like maybe a, a couple of select guys getting some work makes sense. You know, on offense, I look at a player like Matthew Bergeron, you know, given, and maybe this is just past bad experiences when it comes to rookies starting at left guard, that the idea, even though he, I thought he was solid for his 23 snaps in against the Bengals, you know, I don't know how comfortable I feel about feeling good about a rookie going into the season, only playing 23 snaps, even if they were promising snaps against a starting caliber defense and start and starting defensive tackles. Uh, but he's probably the one guy on the offense that I wouldn't be upset if the Falcons didn't play him, but it would be nice to get him like another series, just yeah. I don't know, like seven more plays. Can we get to like a, a, a nice round number of like 30? And that will make me feel maybe just a little bit better. And then defensively, um, you know, I, I don't know who, you know, probably some of the cornerbacks, but at the same time, like, you know, we got Jeff Akuda dealing with injuries, Mike Hughes dealing with injuries, you know, I don't know what we would do if, if Trey Flowers got hurt in that game. So, like, even though I think Trey Flowers probably needs some work, like, I think you have to kind of err on the side of caution. So, I'm kind of of a, a similar mind. I haven't I haven't quite figured out. Like, I don't know who who kind of needs to work, and so maybe we just need to to do what we 
what TUC typically in the NFL and just only have the guys like, you know, the let's say the 40 ish guys that are probably locks at this point to make the roster. They sit and then the other 50 guys can go out there and play on Thursday night. And hopefully, you know, those guys will be in a position to audition not only here in Atlanta, but potentially for other jobs. And that's really kind of a showcase game for all these guys that, you know, usually within, you know, 48 to 96 hours after that final preseason game, you know, find themselves out of a job. So I'm, I haven't quite figured that out, but any, any thoughts on that day? Yeah, no, I I think it's one of those things every year in preseason, right? Like it only takes one major injury or, you know, big screw up to feel like, Oh man, we should not have played the starters. It was a bad idea. And it only takes like an unprepared week one to be like, we didn't play the starters enough. So like it, it, it never feels like the right answer. Right. And that's part of why I struggle with it a little bit. Um, but I, I think to your point, you know, if you can really just get the guys that maybe you, you feel like need a little bit more work um, either because they, they haven't had a starting role recently and you're going to ask them to do it or they're a rookie like Bergeron probably less Robinson. Right. But um, I, I think it does make sense to get them out there. And, you know, if you're going to do one drive for the starting offense and defense, just to assure yourself that there's not going to be, you know, six more penalties or whatever it was between the two. Um, that's fine by me, I think, but uh, it's, it's probably not necessary ultimately. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I would agree with there there. So um, I'll be, working to try to figure all that out as the week unfolds but we got dave's thoughts on that for thursday is there any one of those players before we move on that you know are in that sort of quote-unquote back 50 that you're really intrigued to see what they do in thursday but i'm going to get you to hold that thought dave because i think that's a good way to segue into the final segment of this show which is the players that have surprised you through the first two preseason games. And I think that's probably going to inform the answer to that question. So we'll get to that and get Dave's thoughts on that as we wrap up today's Locked On Falcons. Now, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each and every week all season long. Whether you're prepping for the draft or scouring the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are a guaranteed fit on your roster so with draft prep underway for the upcoming season let's see what Vinny has picked for us on this week's ebay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week and if you're looking for a player to take your fantasy football drafts that will spark in a new team's offense and also speed you to victory then use that luxury pick on none other than luxury receiver calvin ridley for the jacksonville jaguars ridley has looked sleek during his first camp in jacksonville and is ready to rev up again after his time in atlanta taking full advantage of riding with the rising trevor lawrence as his quarterback and landing the atlanta falcons a 2024 second round draft pick and now that Vinny Iyer has helped us with our upcoming fantasy draft picks we know that ebay motors knows a championship team is all about each player being a perfect fit. And the same is true with your vehicle. eBay's guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips. You can make sure that your ride always stays running smoothly, whether it's air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shock struts, you name it. eBay motors has it and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay's guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what parts you need for your vehicle the very first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC and say goodbye to sweating. If your ride needs a little fixing up, 
because now you know you always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So, Dave, before you answer my question on who you want to see in that back 50 against Thursday night, you know, who are or who is a player that has sort of surprised you, you that you maybe went in with certain expectations going into the preseason, but through two games, you have been pleasantly or even maybe unpleasantly surprised uh, with th- that player's performances? Yeah, I, I'd say um, Godwin Iguabrique. Iguabrique, sorry, um, is the player that has surprised me the most. And, and I look at him and I saw him as a, potential practice squad guy, right? Um, special teams value looked interesting um, for Detroit and Seattle, but but not somebody that was really on my radar for doing more than that. And I, I think through two preseason games, um, he's been really surprising to me. He's looked really explosive as a runner. Um, I think obviously he has value as a kick returner. And given that my uh, my expectations for Carlos Washington making the roster were pretty high, seeing him just sort of scoop past Washington probably for that job has been a big surprise. So he's probably been the guy that I had modest expectations for um, who has exceeded them the most. And I think I'd like to see him close it out in strong fashion and, and sort of force his way onto the roster in that third preseason game. But the way he's done through two seasons, uh, two seasons, uh, two games um, feels like two seasons. Iguobuike is is probably my pick for the biggest surprise, and and certainly a guy that I think has some value for this team. Okay, now let's talk about you know a player that you're excited in addition to Iguobuike uh, to see on Thursday night. Um, who are you know some players or one player in particular that you're you know keen to watch uh, in this preseason finale? Is specifically focusing on those back 50, right? We don't know if the top 40 or so, whatever that number is, are going to play, but we we can be pretty confident that the second, third, fourth string guys will play. So is there anybody that sort of stands out that you're eager to see uh, on Thursday? Yeah, I I was going to say, there's a a couple of guys that I'd like to see just close out a strong preseason. Um, But I think I've talked a lot in articles, at least about DeMarco Hellams and, and how well he's done. So I won't belabor that. I think he's going to make the roster. Um, I'm probably most interested to see guys who are really on the cusp in my mind of making this roster and not making this roster. And so Darren Hall would be an example of that. Like, do they have enough room for Darren Hall? Um, Hall has been a a useful contributor. He's got some versatility, some special teams value for this team. Um, Are they just going to kind of let him go and hope that he doesn't end up elsewhere and bring him back to the practice squad? Or are they going to keep him given the injuries piling up? And and I don't know that the answer to that entirely or even partially depends on what he does in the preseason game. But I'm going to be interested to see how he goes out there and performs given that he has an opportunity, I think, to make this roster that maybe I didn't think he had two or three weeks ago. So he's he's an example of that. And I will be really interested to see and then rewatch um, guys like Jalen Mayfield, Josh Miles, Tyler Vrabel, and just see if anybody wants this swing tackle job or if the Falcons are going to have to go outside the building to get it. Because right now, today, I would not be super comfortable with any of those three. 
um, taking that job. And, and I think Mayfield still feels to me like the likeliest to take it, but you would like to see him close out the preseason with a, some sort of solid game at left tackle, if that's going to be the case. So um, certainly we'll be watching him closely too, with only a little bit of terror and apprehension. So. Okay. Um, you know, I saw someone tweet earlier today that, you know, this is the week where teams might start to make trades, right? Yeah. Because they're already sort of planning on, they kind of have a good grasp. As I said, they have like 40 or so guys that they kind of know are probably going to be on the team this year and maybe a, a dozen or so spots that are, folks are fighting for in this preseason finale. You know, or I'll, I'll basically just ask the question, over, under, uh, 0.5 trades for the Atlanta Falcons over the next week? Uh, 2.5. Okay. Let's okay. say. Yeah. And, and I think it's what you suspect, right? Um, I would say they've got to at least consider adding help along the offensive line, maybe depending on how Thursday goes. I think you can argue that they might need cornerback depth if these injuries are going to linger into the season, given that they're down multiple guys. And I half wonder if they end up looking at wide receiver too, um, just to round things out, especially if Hodge is going to miss time going into the season. So, um, but I, I do, I would be surprised if they don't make any trades and I would be not all that surprised if they make more than one. Okay. You know, Trader Thomas, now Trader Terry. Is, yes. is that where we're at? Okay. All right. We got to have the T's otherwise it doesn't work. So. Yeah. All right, Dave, I appreciate you coming on, joining me, sharing your insight, not only to this Bengals game, uh, but also this upcoming Steelers matchup and, uh, you know, keeping people's eyes alert for some potential trades. You know, maybe they'll trade for like, I don't know, like a Jets wide receiver or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but, Did you have one in mind? I, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think like. I don't really even know who's on the Jets anymore. It's not like I've been paying any attention to any of their wide receivers over the last six months or anything like that. So, um, you know, is, is Garrett Wilson still there? I, I think, I think you know. Yeah, I think so. If you uh, trade for him. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah, you know. I'm good with that. You know, yeah, I can't think of any other Jets uh, receivers. And only people that regularly listen to the show are laughing at this. And everybody else is like, what are you talking about? But anyway, uh, Dave, you know. What are you talking about over at the Falcoholic uh, in the coming days and whatnot? Plug whatever you need to plug. Yeah, so we'll be uh, previewing the matchup, obviously, um, looking at who's fighting for their roster lives at this point, and then talking a lot about what to expect for the roster cuts from there. Um, it's kind of new territory with the cutdowns all coming at once, so trying to figure out will the Falcons still make a couple waves of cuts and try to dangle guys out there for trades, make trades. I don't know, but we'll, uh, we'll try to sort that through the rest of the week. Yeah, absolutely. And last little tidbit I'll say, I, I know Arthur Smith and Terry Fonzo talked a, a big game about this being a very competitive camp. Um, I think it has been. I think it has lived up to that because I think there's going to be several players of the Falcons cut that if you had transported them to not only the last couple of seasons when people were questioning the roster, but even going back to some of those years in Dan Quinn, there's plenty of guys that are going to be third and fourth string guys that get cut this summer that probably would have made the team back then. And we would have oh, been absolutely. talking about them in, in, in the same vein that we're talking about the Godwin Iguabukes as, as guys that have made the team. And so I, I think they have absolutely delivered on this tomorrow's episode. I believe here on lockdown Falcons will be Kevin Knight. And we'll kind of talk a little bit about some of the guys that he's projecting 
to make the roster and who I'm projecting and what overlap and what differences we have. So that may be an opportunity for us to explore that a little bit further. But I will say, you know, Arthur Smith, Terry Fontana, you guys have delivered on a very competitive camp. Uh, and we'll see how that all plays out for the guys getting cut. There's going to be a couple of guys that they wind up cutting like, oh, man, that's a really good player that someone else is going to yeah. be able to get on their team um, later this season. So we'll see how that all plays out. Dave, I really appreciate you joining me here on today's Locked on Falcons. That is going to do it for us, guys. Uh, stay tuned for tomorrow's episode with Kevin Knight as your first listen. And for your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast to get all the news going on around the NFL. Maybe they'll be talking about some potential trades on Locked On NFL. And of course, you can find them all on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.